0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 51 of the JV Club. Next week will be my one year anniversary and I gotta tell you, I don't even know what I'm gonna do for it yet. So just be prepared because it might be a standard episode i'm sure it'll be with someone fantastic but um i gotta say i would love to do something extraordinary um i may not have time it's still kind of uh, busy and crazy over in uh janet varney land. um and as you can probably hear from my voice i also have a cold um Kind of a doozy of a cold Uh, I want to welcome you in To this episode with the marvelous Michaela Watkins Um, and I also want to do Some quick shout outs. Um on Facebook I want to thank John N Rick S Brendan McSee Liz D Samantha G and Karen for writing in there are some great um, comments on the in the photo areas too of Carla and Tig that I want to thank you guys for uh, weighing in on Um, I am behind in Twitter so I'm going to forego Twitter today and instead um, spend a few moments just thanking uh, people who have sent in money via the PayPal account I just didn't expect what has come in, and I, I want to thank you guys so much. I think there are a few that have come in since I um, t- wrote this list down, so I'll thank more people next week. But Caitlin M. Um, for your beautiful email, Michelle M., Lucy, Deborah H. Grant H., Han C., and Stephanie G. for, and Tammy H. for, um, for donating to PayPal. I just... I can't thank you enough and and more buttons have gone out and again guys if you want buttons sent to you uh, let me know I also wanted to give a shout out to Jennifer Yu who recommended the song uh, Weirdos by a band called Dry September and um, I think we're going to post it to the Facebook page too but it is very apropos um, post Carla Gallo episode and in fact post many episodes because it is all about embracing being a weirdo and uh, I loved that uh, that she thought of that and sent it over and then I also wanted to thank Tammy H who I hope is posting the lyrics on the Facebook page. She wrote um, lyrics to the B-52's marvelous song, Deadbeat Club, uh, and turned it into the JV Club. And there are references to all of the different episodes that have happened uh, throughout the year. And it's just a complete delight and joy. And I'm hoping to work up the courage to actually sing it at some point. But um, with my cold today, it's probably not a good idea. Um, So thank you guys so much. Again, more shout-outs to come. Uh, I apologize that I'm in a little bit of a time crunch, but I'm. I hope you enjoy this episode with Michaela, and uh, and I will see you uh, next time around or talk to you next time around uh, to celebrate our year together. Again, who knows what that's going to entail? Possibly nothing special. <laughs> All right, guys, talk to you soon. Now entering Nerdist.com. This is, I think, maybe the second time in almost 52 weeks of podcasting, 52 weeks mathematically comes out to be, I believe, a year, um, when I've had a a little bit of a rasper voice happening because I do have a cold. I want to thank my guest, Michaela Watkins, for
1: braving the germs. I feel like I'm a few days in. I don't think I'm contagious. I'm I'm not. I'm I'm kind of the dirty sandbox girl. (laughs) I'm (laughs) pleased to hear that. expose yourself to it all.
0: (laughs) I feel like I'm in between... I'm sort of... I think I think of myself as that person and then still when I'm at the vet or Mm -hmm. I'm at the hospital or whatever, I'm definitely liberally using the hand sanitizer.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I wish I was more... I mean, I just... I was so sick as a kid all the time, and were you? Yeah, I was just, and I was also one of the few kids who knew how to blow, blow their nose. Like my mother <laughs> was really, like, don't snuff, you know, when you snuff, yeah, sniff in, and she I said do, you, you can't snuff, them. you have to blow Get your them. nose. And so she taught me how to blow my nose. And I remember the first grade teacher called and said, "Mickey is," I went by my nickname was Mickey, "Mickey's leaving Kleenex all over the classroom, <laughs> <laughs> and it's really disgusting."
0: <laughs> so. In some ways, you were very adult, Uh but then ultimately, you're still a kid, so of course, you're going to leave wadded up Kleenex all over the place. (laughs) Um, Like someone's grandmother. I want to get into uh, always getting sick in a a second, Um, but I also want to say that uh, the other unusual thing is that, as most uh, listeners know, I don't really uh, podcast in the evenings. Usually, it's during the day, so I do feel like for the... Couple of times i podcasts in the evening. It's a different mood. Ooh, I don't know what that means, but I'm kind of shimmying my shoulders a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm
1: gonna shimmy right on. It's with a little
0: you. bit of a it's a little bit of a weird shrug too. Like, mm.
1: yeah, mine's a little more of like, a, come on everybody, get up and dance.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, these are the jokes. These hey, are the jokes. Hey, hey. Shimmy, shimmy.
1: I can't stop my shoulders. <laughs> they have a mind of their own. Uh, um, but thank you for coming and. We don't know each other at all. No, I know. Um, but I'm a fan of yours. I can't believe we don't know each other because I, so many I know every woman that has been on your podcast. Yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know I've known of you. I've known
1: we share a lot of friends. And I feel a little like I know you because i was been listening to your podcast. Aww. And when you're. It, your podcast is awesome. I'm going to tell you why. Oh, thank you, you can drive around LA and feel like you've got two really. Cool friends Who are just like Gabbing away oh. In your car And you're going uh-huh, Yeah yeah But you get to do Like oh, I'm navigating I'm figuring out Where we need to be You know I can take on That yeah. thing of like I'm gonna get us there <laughs> But you guys Just keep you talking just keep talking I'm enjoying really it I'm loving, I'm, I'm loving it I'm loving oh, it And I don't so feel any nice. pressure That I have to You know get in there and say yeah. anything i just agree i'm just gonna sit over here and quietly agree with you guys
0: oh i love it well that is a tremendous compliment i thank you very much
1: so great. um it's i have a, a friend I
0: have a, i'm glad you said that because i have a girlfriend who is um i can't really go into detail on what she's doing that sounds very clandestine but she is uh she's in training for a sort of a program, and, um And she was lamenting that there aren't, like, girls that she can really connect to. And I felt like such a wiener for selling myself. But I was like, listen, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but, like, if you don't listen to my podcast, may I recommend it? Because (laughs) I have, of all of the many things that are wrong with it, uh, on the positive side, I I will say that that is something that I hear a lot from, uh, from fans that I meet online, is people saying, like, I just feel... Like I have more girlfriends now than I than I did in this environment, wherever that is, whether it's a new college or they just moved or whatever, mm-hmm. that there is a sense of camaraderie that um, that I'm lucky enough, and I think that's you know that's the guest, that's the benefit
1: of the the content of the podcast and the guests. But um, that makes me really happy. That's so exactly great. what no, I it's, hope. It's, it's great. It's great. It's even like you can handpick which friends you're gonna hang out with. You know, oh, then yeah. you'd be like, oh, those are my very witty friends. Uh, I don't want anything to do with that, <laughs> Alison Bree. She's trouble.
0: <laughs> nope, nope. Um, which ones did you listen to, I should um, ask?
1: I listened to June. Oh, that's a uh, good one. June's is really She great. makes me laugh so hard. She makes me laugh, but she's also, she hits such a note of sincerity, and it's true sincerity, and she's not, um, she doesn't joke her way out of a moment. You know, she yeah. just, she's... She's just a great girl. I got to say, I think she's a force of nature. I do too. Right. And I feel like she's in a real cosmic little, uh, beautiful little. Place right now, she
0: is. Um, I'm. We'll give a shout out really quick and acknowledge that one of the things that we're talking about is um, not only did June and her writing partner Casey Wilson have a, a movie that went to uh, Sundance, but then June has also booked a pilot. Um, I'm not going to go into what pilots are, uh, guys. If you don't know, uh, know. Google it. Um, it's okay <laughs> if you don't know because you live somewhere where pilot season would actually mean like airplane pilot. But she booked. Uh, she booked a pilot. Uh, which I wish is she the- the pilot. <laughs> She's now got her flying license Uh, maybe i'm misspeaking um and uh and she uh will be starring in the american version of the uh, british television series pulling and it's a really great get it's just one of those roles where you know as a as a maybe you feel this way maybe you don't but Mm. as a fellow kind of woman in comedy um a lot of the time those roles go to people that you're like huh or like oh but not that funny like oh great actress Eh, don't know that she's that funny and so it feels like a win for all of us when someone as funny and edgy and great as june gets something like that it just feels like oh my god we all just won something
1: yeah like guess what we don't just want to see eye candy we Mm -hmm. want somebody who is actually gets us in our like funny place exactly and um and so i'll just plug her one more thing is burning love Season Which two, oh uh, God, Season Two is tearing genius.
0: up the screen, um I'm yeah mm-hmm. and listen i I mean everybody who's watched season one knows I got to kiss her full on the lips, <laughs> so nothing wrong with that, um, that's
1: right, yeah, oh, yeah, my God. we get
0: together uh oh, at the end of yeah. season one, and oh
1: yeah, oh
0: yeah, if that's you right. if i don't I don't know how many so episodes genius. of season two have been released, but it's possible you
1: might see me for a second in season two,
0: so far. Four, five, four, five. Oh,
1: then I think. I've only watched know. the first three. Okay. Of season two. I
0: think I'm. I think it's pretty. <clears throat> I don't know. You know what? I don't know.
1: All
0: right. Oh, actually. Oops. I might have just said too much. <laughs> Let's pretend I drive by. Could be that I just drive by, guys. You don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> a, so a couple of other things that uh, I want to explain to the listener because it, it potentially could come up in conversation. And Michaela, I thank you for your patience while I explain this is that there is a kitten. In the room, mm. do you, and you said you have two cats? And, and I and have two cats. They're so teens. big that
1: somebody told me, oh, if I didn't know who lived here <laughs> and your cats just came to their door, I think really obese people oh, lived, no. <laughs> lived in your house. Wow. And I don't know why they're so big. I mean, they're on a very fit, all protein diet, um, but they are, they're just, they're like the size of a medium sized dog. <laughs>
0: My, my old boss, when I was up at Sketchfest, um, mm. I was staying with her, and she has uh, two cats like that, too. I mean, they're just
1: these sort of polar bears. Yeah, and they're not they're related. Shocking. One I got in Oregon, but right before I moved here, and the other one I got here because I felt like, you know, Izzy needed a friend. And uh, oh my God, we're two ladies sitting around this evening talking, talking about, about cats, our cats. guys. Um, at least you're not single. I mean, I live alone, so I'm <laughs> yeah, but officially a cat lady. But you have a dog. That's true you live in the hills that's true um but yeah that was one of the things when I was single I was like oh god I'm gonna have to kill my cats (laughs) (laughs) I can't uh I can't I can't be cat lady my cats have cock blocked me on so many occasions have they oh my god they really served as this firewall between me and men who were not right for me what were these uh guys that weren't
0: right for you like other than that they were not a good fit for the cats
1: well they were deathly allergic to the cats although one of them I think was psychologically allergic to the cats the mm-hmm. other one was a legit like I've never seen anything like that you know and
0: well, then there based was, on what there you just said others. I imagined his head like, like blowing t- up to turned be the into a and lollipop yeah. and then yeah
1: exploded um <laughs> <laughs> Is that what happened? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but you no, know, there are a bunch, like any suitor, you know, that came by that didn't pass the sniff test, you know, yeah. literally was, you know, I just, because I knew, and, and there was one contender, I should say. I mean, and the thing is, these are, it's not even like necessarily like, I just sit there and go next. Right. Know, and they walk They're through in the a door. little line. I just mean like over the course sure. of, of that window of time. Sure. You just sort of entertain like, oh, how about this person? And then you just see them dying in your house and you're like, yeah, I'm not, you're not the guy I'm going to, you know, get rid of my cats for. And and I'm now engaged and the guy I'm engaged to swears he used to be allergic to cats. Oh. So, so, you know. I don't know. Interesting. You do the man. Interesting. But, but I, I did date somebody who was very conveniently allergic to them. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was very one foot in, one foot out. Like, I wish I could stay, but yeah. the cats. But you when, know. but when he was in hot pursuit of me, it didn't. The cats somehow weren't an issue. R- of course. Yeah, but then of they course. were. So it was a great excuse for him. Um, <sighs> and then ultimately, I was like, I, I'm not gonna. Yeah. yeah, you're not the guy Yeah, going to get rid of the cats for.
0: Are they? And it is funny that, that cats have a reputation the way dogs don't in terms of like people judging people. Like it's so it's so yeah. specific that there's such a thing as like a cat lady.
1: I know. Whereas,
0: you know, some guy who has like three dogs, no one says anything. Some girl who has three dogs, no one says anything. And some guy
1: that has three cats, no some one guy. says anything. I mean, they might. Yeah. But I
0: don't know what they would say. People wouldn't know how to like deal with that. And to be honest with you, I'm going to go ahead and cast a stone at myself and say, if I met a straight man Mm -hmm. who had three
1: cats... Mm You would say, I don't know if I'd be that interested. You would say, you're Michael Showalter. <laughs> Does Michael Showalter have three cats? <laughs> He's like a cat. I do love He's Michael, cat Michael cat man. Showalter. Cat Michael man. Showalter is a very
0: specific and unique man yeah. anyway.
1: Yeah, he is unabashedly... We're watching the cat go in the cat box. I can't right? tell you
0: how overjoyed I am because he has peed in a lot of places that he shouldn't.
1: <laughs> and I should tell Good your boy. listeners that your cat box is a roasting pan. Yes, because there is a real cat box in the room where he sleeps. But oh, okay. <laughs> this is like emergency. <laughs>
0: Good boy, Douglas
1: good um, boy it's
0: a very a it's cat. a very like cat box chic this it's, <laughs> it's uh it's a little embarrassing um, and he doesn't really know how to like cover up. Anyway, guys, this is a whole... I told you, I told you, and warned you all mm. that the cat might steal focus a little bit.
1: Life's a journey, um, yeah. But don't I you think, think? I mean, I if you met if a straight I met guy, a guy who was like, "Come on over, you can meet yeah. my three cats," you'd be like, "What?" Huh? Yeah, and yeah, and they were like, "And this is Muffin, and this is Tiny." And then you and had to cradles. That's brother. another thing. I did date
0: a guy. I went, you know what? He, I would say more. We had like a really great friendship that mm. we sort of tested out dating. Mm. Um, couldn't respect him more. Think the world of him, but. He has uh, several dogs. And listening to him talk to his dogs was mm-hmm. a real turnoff for me. Mm. Even as I'm just just now like, good boy, good boy. So yeah. that he gets some sort of positive reinforcement. And I'm not talking to you, Scott. Um, but you are a good boy. But hearing him baby talk to his dogs was extremely difficult for me. Like I just, I didn't
1: like it. Mm. I couldn't. I was like, I don't want to do that Well, he was emasculating guy. himself there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But what a sweet, tender, like, I'm sure he'll be a
1: great father. Yeah. But you <laughs> know, you know what the father of your children talking to your kids like that? <gasps> Did you make you a woo? <laughs> wear well, your mittens. You know, wear well, your mittens. You're absolutely yeah. right. I would want you, to smack you, him yeah. right in the head. You, like, just talk to the kid. Oh, I'll be the guy. maternal one here.
0: Now, let's get back to sicky Mickey. <laughs> as I have now nicknamed you. <laughs> <laughs> From your
1: child My as my friends called me Icky, sticky sticky Mickey. Mickey <laughs> Sticky Mickey. Yeah. Was... What, you just got a lot of viruses? I did. Scott. Um, Scott wants me to play. I did. I um we I don't know why I mean our house was like super moldy. Where was this? It was in Syracuse, You're New like, York. It was in Dagobah. <laughs> oh that explains it that's a very moist climate <laughs> i was in somalia um we uh i was in syracuse new york which okay. is a very very cold very moldy of a, area very moldy, 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 moldy coldy, moldy, uh, coldy sticky, it's like sticky. lake effect snow there so mm-hmm. it just gets more snowfall than anything everybody's basements flood every winter and and fall. And Everyone's summer. basements have that musky smell, probably. Yeah, yeah. So everybody has ghosts, and everybody has mold. <laughs> Ooh, did you guys so have like, ghosts too? We totally had. Oh my ghosts. god, I can't wait. Part two. Um, okay, part let's two get to that ghosts. after you
0: being sick too much.
1: Um, yeah, it's so funny, childhood, and that's another reason why I love your podcast is because I, you know, cannot tell you what I have done for the last twelve years. <laughs> I don't know. But somehow, I'm lucky those years, I can pick my fiance right? out of a crowd. <laughs> but I could tell you every every grueling or mundane detail about everything between the ages of like seven and seventeen. Yes, yeah. I get. I mean, I get it. It cements in a completely different, profound, intense way somehow. Yeah. Um. So so yeah. Moldy. Um. Like everybody in my family at some point had pneumonia. But it was just Ooh. sort of a thing, like, "Oh, you got pneumonia from our basement."
0: <laughs> How's what, what is what is when you say my family? Who, who are we talking
1: about? <clears throat> two older sisters. Okay, my mother, my dad. But my parents split when I was eight, okay. so you know, very seminal time, of course, yeah. because now I was split between two moldy houses. Yes, and um, but uh, and then eventually moved to Boston with my mom when I was f- almost fifteen, fourteen, fifteen. And so your older sisters were they already in college when your yeah. mom moved to Boston? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were done. So, um but yeah, so sick all like ear infections and, you know, runny noses and strep throat? Strep throat big yeah. time. And you tonsils know, out? No. Okay. I got never had, had to tonsils, tonsils out and I don't have allergies funny enough. But mm-hmm. uh I remember being <laughs> like having to drink chocolate milk because I was constipated but I wasn't chocolate milk it was obviously some kind of laxative <laughs> uh, like everything but we, I wasn't a hospital kid like I never went to the hospital I just ha- oh one time because I stuck a, um we would play this game um, I think it was Parcheesi do you remember that game? I've never played Parcheesi yeah and we used to play with like beans instead of the this, and I stuck one in my ear and it got stuck and <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to the hospital. You were one of those
0: kids, yeah. the kid who got
1: something stuck in their ear, yeah. slash nose, slash wherever else. Yeah, I stuck it. I was oh. just playing around, and my dad was so mad, like as if I was consciously like, "Yeah, this seems yeah. right, right." And um, and so yeah, I had to go and get it sucked out with a tube, and
0: oh, they suck it out. Yeah, what with do a I vacuum, imagined, like a
1: tiny. Pliers and drain coming with it. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't suck too I hard. I tried the pliers and then they tried the tube and then it wouldn't come out. And I went home next morning. This is oh, it really was they, jammed in there. Yeah, they strapped me down to a table. Like they got intense with it, Whoa. and then they put the tube to my ear and it came right out. Because I was like, oh. yeah, no, but they kidding. were giving my head an abortion. <laughs>
0: That's terrible because that is roughly the size when you get one. Listen, well, I have not had one, I just want to say. Um, and no judgment on anyone who does. The only reason I even know that and can bring it up is because I got dragged to, dragged is a strong word, but I went to see, did you, did you go to Body World? Were you in LA when that was? No. It was pretty early on when I moved here. So it was a good seven years ago or so. It toured all over the country.
1: But oh, oh, Body it's that, yeah, it's a scientist who might as well
0: have been a serial killer who like, stripped was like all the Mangala, skin off of
1: people. He? Yeah, it was like all Chinese prisoners. With, yeah, and yeah. then
0: injected them with, with plastic yes. so that you can see. It's, I mean, it's fascinating. And um, it turns out they were like Chinese prisoners. It's a very dark story yeah i feel real weird that i went there but it was the guy i was dating was like oh, this is gonna be fascinating let's go so we went and it was, it was, it a, was fascinating yeah. it was it because and I, anybody who's seen this <laughs> you, you guys all know this too it isn't it just doesn't seem real it doesn't mm-hmm. seem real it's mm-hmm. you've seen so many you know dummies that are like bisected and you've seen you've just seen enough that it feels like oh yeah this is plastic it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it's real people Um, but they do have that sensitive area, quote unquote, that's like cordoned off where it's like, this is sensitive. If you, you know, are nervous about it, whatever, and you go in and there's like pregnant women and I love
1: how that's the sensitive area. But then again, like turn on NBC at nine o'clock and it's just like. People being blown up all over. Oh, you know please, absolutely. Like
0: just, and also, yeah, just, so just the idea like, of it these being are like our
1: bodies, Yeah, so. I
0: know we, I know we peeled away all the veins and skin, and we just left <laughs> muscles on this guy on a horse, and yeah. that's fucking weird. But we're
1: gonna replay this clip of Newtown <laughs> <laughs> over and over. Again. <laughs> exactly, um, it's just exactly. crazy. You're
0: absolutely right. There's a huge uh, problem there, a huge uh, uh, irony there. Um, but yeah, and then they had, so they showed they had like all the different. Variations of an unborn child, and mm-hmm. right from like the little small bean size, yeah. And the bean size was shocking to me because it, was it did shocking. look like a person,
1: and it, it was does, very and difficult. I, was like, I am
0: very much still staunchly pro choice, but it was very much like,
1: whew, okay, as, as am right, I. And I remember okay. saying to my dad, who I took to the exhibit. You know, if they needed a campaign, like this is their campaign, you yeah. look at this and you go, wow. That's a jelly bean human. It doesn't change my political view Same. that these are my bodies and I don't want to make anybody yeah. making laws on them. But, yeah. you know, it definitely, if you were diabolical and you wanted to use that as an argument, you could. Uh, you absolutely could. And <laughs> I love that
0: this is all bred from you sticking a bean in your ear. I just went down like a pro-choice route.
1: <laughs> Based on, a bean, based on a brain abortion. <laughs> um, you, you took it yeah. there. You took it there. But I I mean, that's the thing about, you know, and I don't want to, like, I don't, won't make you go on this for very long, but like, that is the thing is I can understand the argument on both Absolutely. sides. I really can. It's just fundamentally for me, what I organize Agreed. first is my human, my yep. rights, you know, and, and that's what like and i can't argue the other side with somebody if they're going to organize like the the rights of these cells coming together and you know i feel the
0: same and i also feel i i agree with that side of it and i also agree with the side of like if if it's going to happen i would rather have young women be safe about it Mm -hmm. I, i i would i would rather have my tax dollars frankly helping people do it safely yeah um, so they can have more babies so they can
1: have more babies because <laughs> you know what the world needs is more people. God, yeah. we've got to populate this sucker. <laughs> this
0: place is, lo- it's lonely for people. Ooh. Um, all right. So you, okay. So you Icky can Sticky Mickey, <laughs> AKA sicky Mickey. <laughs> um, I would like to now hear about the ghosts. I um, gotta find
1: out about this is ghosts. a great story. So, so you're a really good interviewer, by the way. Oh, my God. I love that Great. this is like, um,
0: this is turned into meta podcast never, episode with you because...
1: I could never sit on the other side and do this because I would be like, um, what was that thing you were saying? I don't, I, don't, I don't remember. Well, do you remember what we were talking about when you said that thing that we were going to come back? Um, but, uh, so, I lived in this house. I don't know. I'm so afraid to tell the story because I feel like I sound a little like a crazy kid, but... But it happened. So, um, so I used, I could, I always heard these three distinct like sounds in my room. And they it used to drive me crazy, like as a really, really little kid. And I would say to my family, like, I'm, I'm too scared to go to sleep. I don't, I hear this like, and they're like, well, what do you hear? And I was like, I hear like this woman. And they're like, "Well, what are they saying?" I go, "I don't I can't understand it. It's just like it sounds like like voices, you know?" And my parents were saying, "Oh no, it's the TV, you know, and it's you're just hearing the TV from the other room, but the TV would be off sometimes, and I I only heard it in my room. <sighs> it would make me I mean, it was just so confusing because sure. I felt like nobody believed me is yeah. what it came down to. Which is such a hard feeling when you're a little kid, too. I mean, it's a hard feeling any time. It is, yeah. But, I mean, at least, I don't know. I didn't have the option to be like, can I talk to your manager? <laughs> 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 this is, uh, there's, there's, I definitely hear something. yeah. And if anybody came in the room, it would stop. And so I was like, this is so bizarre. Whoa. And it was really faint it was very yeah. ethereal. Yeah, um, I love, like, by the way, that this is happening at night. It's even better. <laughs>
0: like if this was a Sunday morning, You're psh, like, whatever. can you spend the night? I yeah. don't want you to leave I now. Know. I'm scared.
1: It's getting, I'm getting chills a little bit. Um, it's, but it's not scary. And, and during the day, I would hear it sometimes. And it wouldn't be scary during the day. But at night, it was distinctly scary because sure. your imagination plays tricks. But during the sure. day, I was like, you know, I was never left home alone at that age, like before the age of eight or nine. It was a different time. But, you know, after that, left home all the time. But but before that, not so much. And, you know, I I couldn't, it was like, I couldn't understand what they were saying. It was like a woman's voice going with like a rhythm that was like, yada da 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 And it was like this sort of rhythmic kind of thing. And sometimes we'd get louder and this other woman, and the two of them were just like, these two women, it's like two women were having a tea party and just like... Wow just chattering and gossiping or whatever, but I couldn't understand them. Every once in a while, I hear a man's voice pipe in, but that was it. So that happens until about the age, like until I basically hit puberty and then it stops. Like I don't hear it anymore. I move into my sister's room. She's gone off to college. I move into her room, hear it less and less. It, it's, I don't hear it. It's, I, don't, I don't hear it anymore at all. Um, you know I moved to Boston with my mom, and I was in college, and I came back to Syracuse to visit my dad and We were sitting around talking, and he shows me in the paper how that house that I was telling you about um, that I lived in as a kid was for sale It was on the market again and I said to my dad, "Would you ever consider like moving back into it, or you know here we are years later my dad's remarried, and right I said, "Would you ever consider moving back into it and he says no, you know, too many, too many bad memories. It's not a happy marriage. And I said, oh, and he goes, and you know, the history of that house is interesting. And I said, what's the history? And he said, an elderly woman died in your room. And I was like, what he goes yes we never told you that but yeah an elderly woman and she was from italy she was off the boat from italy didn't speak a word of english and she lived there with her daughter who spoke italian and her son-in-law who was american and i was like i have goosebumps i know and i was telling him do you remember he didn't he had no recollection of it and that's like Makes That's me crazy because amazing. my parents are the worst dramaturgs in the world. <laughs> like they have no, yeah. I can't verify anything yeah. with them. And it just sounds so, you know, like passing it on. I can't, it just sounds dramatic. But I, know, I it's so
0: hard. It's hard when stuff like that, I, every time something like that happens to me, I am almost annoyed that it's happening because I'm like, ugh, I'm going to want to tell people this. But then when I tell people this, it's going to sound, you yeah. know, like,
1: ugh, come on. Embellished. fabrication. Yeah. And if, of, Oh, if uh, I
0: read that, like in a script, that's what I always think. Oh, if I right. read that in a script, I'd be like, please. But
1: yeah, I mean, I got no reason to lie. Cause it makes me, your cat is, he just pooped. A doo-doo. Um, but <laughs> it smells terrible. <laughs> God damn it. And he's really inspecting. this I'm so right proud now. of him too, for going in the right place could great I'm so but now it's sorry, becoming, everyone it's becoming it's becoming close encounters right now <laughs> he's turning it into the devil's tower
0: <laughs> this is already a joy i'm so glad that you're here I'm glad it's you. I feel like a lot of things that happen on the podcast happen with the exact right person, and I'm very <laughs> sure that you know. I've had like what? What if you? What if you? What if when I answered the door with a kitten in my hand and I said, "Are you allergic to cats?" You would bend one of my guests who is allergic to cats. Who yeah. Was like,
1: yeah. Yes,
0: I love cats. Can but you put your
1: new kitty outside. Yeah. And um, I don't know instead. when they became such a scourge. Like, like you said, I mean, people can be allergic to dogs i guess you just put the dog you know in the bathroom but when people see a cat they're like how uh, dare you have a cat on, yeah. on me yeah it's like it's how like we have that on pet me. it's like you're having a pet rodent yeah Fuck yeah them. people
0: but, <laughs> except for all of you listeners it really does look like close encounters Devil's tower right now <laughs> really. bless his heart and he's
1: still like he's too young he's like probably wasn't with.
0: you know his mom probably didn't do a good job of teaching him i'm very proud of him I'm very,
1: very proud of him.
0: Um, and you never told your sisters about the about I the did. voices. I, I
1: told everybody. My sister Sarah, my oldest sister, who is Miss Pragmatic, like practical, no nonsense. She's a corporate lawyer. She doesn't. She's no fuss. <clears throat> she said, "Oh yeah, that house was terribly haunted." See? And she said it very matter of factly. But oh, I said, "Did you, you hear voices? voices?" She said, "No, it was just bad, bad juju in that oh, house." Oh, she felt the bad juju. Yeah.
0: I the apartment that I lived in in San Francisco for um for almost 10 years, uh the guy in it before me had passed away. He had AIDS mm. and he died in the apartment. Mm. And I don't know like if if I had that information presented to me now, mm-hmm. it's not that I it's not that I wouldn't still move in there. You know what I mean? I I don't really know. I'm bringing this up because I honestly don't know. It might change nothing, but it mm. feels like when I was 19 and I got that information, I made a very specific choice to be like, Oh, I hear he's really nice. Like if he's around cool, then I mm-hmm. have like a buddy, right? I have a ghost buddy. I'm not going to think of this as like a scary, bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was always kind of, uh, I was interested in, I think like, I guess what I'm saying is like, I I kind of wished that I would feel him because mm-hmm. I, I was very, open to that at the time i was Ah. just like hey you know i talked to like i talked to the air sometimes because when i moved in um it was a it was a very strange apartment it was like when i say like the pigment was very 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 green like almost like that but Mm -hmm. but more true green more like kelly green mm-hmm. um i just pointed to something kind of turquoise guys um <laughs> but it was so dense of a color on the walls mm-hmm. and on the ceiling mm-hmm. that it was like this weird green cave mossy cave. and then the sh- carpet was like this horrible like 30 year old you know br- um gray kind of mildewy mm-hmm. uh sicky micky carpet where um, was it it was in, it was like, uh, it was in a building that was, uh, Sutter and Leavenworth. Mm -hmm. It actually was, um, historical because it survived. Like, I think it was built in, I think it it didn't survive. It it was, it wasn't built by the 1908 earthquake, earthquake, but it was built by like the 1950. There was some earthquake. It survived that made it like, uh, Oh, you
1: said it was in San Francisco. Yeah. 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 In San Francisco.
0: And so it was actually, it's a historical building. Like there's a plaque on it. Uh Um, but, uh, but I peeled up some of the, the, the carpet and there was a, beautiful wood floor underneath Mm. and so i asked the doctor that i who had the office downstairs i was renting it from like can i just kind of go nuts in here like it's gonna be better and like worth more when i finish and he was like ah sure Mm. um because that guy had lived there for like 30 years Mm. and so i pulled up all the carpet by myself and pulled up each staple that like the carpet had been attached to and sanded the floor and polished it and painted all the walls and the ceiling and everything but point being as i was doing that i was like hey, I hope this is okay. Like, this is me sort of putting my mark on mm-hmm. the space because I thought, you know, this guy who lived there for so long, if there was any chance, I mean, you know, I don't. I just didn't know. Yeah. But I never
1: really felt. If you didn't feel that imposing energy, you know, probably made peace yeah. and move on. Moved yeah. On. i I'm really sensitive to spaces and rooms when I come in. I'm not going to sit here and say I believe in ghosts necessarily. I'm just saying that, I think, but I do believe that energy exists and I don't yeah. think, I think it can stay around and I think you have to like clear it out sometimes and, yeah. and like the energy of the shit that my cat took. That, that is a terrible. powerful, powerful, energetic He covered shit. it too. <laughs>
0: Devil's tower is not doing Isn't the job that I wish it amazing? had. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I even have a candle burning oh, in here just in case. It's all good. Oh Bless your heart. We can um, pause at any time if you need a little air. Um, <laughs> but uh, listen, nobody is going to accuse this podcast of being uh, highfalutin.
1: Uh, so yeah, but I I feel like you would have felt it if, yeah. it, if it was there. Like, I just think isn't there's it? some apartments you move into and you're like, this isn't mine yet. Yeah, I totally agree with
0: that. I also feel like, you know, this falls into the category of, and maybe you haven't had this experience, but isn't it kind of hard that's one of the things I like about this, the, about doing the podcast and about the talking to really funny women about stuff that isn't necessarily funny, but mm-hmm. doesn't it feel like, is there a lot of room to kind of be spiritual or feel like you, like, I feel like it's hard to walk into a room of comics and be mm-hmm. like the energy in this
1: room. Is oh yeah. Yeah. Right yeah, yeah. No, no, don't ever do that. No, nobody <laughs> wants to, nobody wants to
0: believe in, the, in, in most of the comedy <clears> world. <throat> nobody wants to have a conversation about like anything other than like
1: what can be made fun of or sort of like, I feel like, I feel like you're good friends. You're good. Comedic, good friends. Like that's what I love is that we could be having this conversation and then do a ghost bit that goes on for like 25 minutes. That's true. That's that's a very good point. And go back and start talking about our chakras. But I, I, Chakras. chakras, but I wouldn't like, I wouldn't, but I Like we're backstage at the UCB, so tell Matt me. Besser
0: comes in, and we start <laughs> yacking about ghosts legitimately
1: and sincerely. I've gotten, as I've gotten older, I've gotten less, um, like, good at covering the things I want to talk about. Yeah, me too. My are like, broke at some point. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just sort of, I mean... It was, it's one of those things like <clears throat> I don't want to sit there and like delve into right away, you know, I, I, and be like, hi. Um, so one thing you should know about me. Yeah. So I had a very, uh, cloudy urine. <laughs> 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 it's like, no, I don't need to know. Um, yeah, but, but I, I feel like, you know, I just, I, I've said this before on a podcast where i am just like my threshold for small talk. It's, is like a little thin yeah so i think it's great i mean i think that's one of the things that
0: i've really enjoyed about getting older is just feeling like whatever whatever like uncomfortable authenticity there is is just gonna make itself known faster what
1: it is is that nothing shocks me like if somebody was like hey i'm sorry um you know i know i just met you or something like that and but here i'm gonna lay some of this on you because that's what's happening right now yeah i would i'm Genuinely, like, oh, good! I'm so glad you. I told feel the me. same way. I feel the same way, and I always
0: feel like I feel like I'm not supposed to approve of oversharing, or I'm not supposed to overshare because I feel like I. But I mean, isn't I, there but, such a
1: fine line between oversharing, where somebody's just where you're just a little like, hold on, you like gauge your audience a tiny yeah. bit here. Right yeah, now. you're right. Read your read. Know your <laughs> or audience. Or are you being genuinely authentic? Like, yeah. there are some people that is a fine line. Who, yeah, I mean, because because depending on your upbringing somebody
0: else could uh, you know somebody else could could perceive what i'm saying is when i think i'm being authentic they could be Mm -hmm. like this is none of my business and i don't want to be told you're being inappropriate yeah
1: but i guess i feel like if i feel like somebody's got a rap like hey how's it going yeah i just just having a really hard day because it's my eighth day sober and you know you're just like whoa okay hold on you know (laughs) But like, if you're like, if you walk up and you go, I'm not normally like this, I just hit a, you know, a herd of cattle in the street on my way up to your house, because I live in a farm, no. Um, Then... Then you're like okay well, we should talk about that yeah you know yeah i don't there's like that line i think where you feel like am i your therapist or did something just happen that you're like i gotta say this out <sighs> yeah. loud right now yeah
0: and that has happened to me so many times and so many times lately where <laughs> just an event has befallen me where i don't know how to not talk about it for a second or whatever but exactly um, and i'm
1: always like i just love when people do that because i'm just like thank you for not assuming that i can't handle yeah yeah, I
0: think there's I think there's something lovely about that. And I think there's something lovely about that <clears throat> in the context of us being, I mean, you know what, I don't even want to go down this road really, but I'll just briefly say more of a technological society, more of a society where we're disconnected on a day-to-day basis where mm. when when whatever exchange happens is authentic that there's something refreshing about that because you don't know your neighbor the way that you know you but how many times do you
1: town. see somebody post something and you're like oh boy that's true. <laughs> that's, then there is that's yeah inside your head voice. that's like pillow talk you just put on yeah. facebook
0: um, it's funny you bring that up because i was just at a dinner with some girlfriends uh, a couple nights ago and one of their ex one of their exes had posted a photo of himself like without a shirt and he's in film and television and stuff and so this conversation was like wow, so the the decision to post something that intimate Mm -hmm. is so telling in and of itself. Like, whether or not you know what it's telling, Mm -hmm. your gut is like, this is telling me something. Mm -hmm. Like, what message is trying to be communicated by something that I would consider maybe inappropriate for, like, fans to look at or Mm -hmm. what have you?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just that thing, like, where you... Where you have, if something's really personal, it's even hard to tell the people sometimes that are, maybe your ten closest friends. I can't. I, have, I mean, I'm not friends with any anybody on Facebook that I'm not that I genuinely have met and know. Good for you. But I can't. I can't remember like my. I don't think of my relationality with every single person that I've ever friended. Yeah, it's like wait, you could be. I don't know like a casting director yeah for sure I didn't want to be rude and not accept you know for sure <laughs> like, I'm not going to tell you maybe well, <laughs> you had an abnormal past here.
0: <laughs> please tell me that you've seen that exact posting please tell Thanks. me that one of your friends posted on Facebook that they had There's an abnormal 5,000 past. friends listen it happens ah, to a lot of people hey, maybe girls. it's nice maybe it's nice for those of us who wouldn't feel comfortable posting it To see that somebody has one,
1: (laughs) but in any medical condition, you'll find anonymous chat boards. You know, Uh, that's a good point. I don't know why I'm being so precious about privacy. I am such. I am such. Like I'll tell anybody anything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is what we're talking about, though. We're talking about drawing the line. Yeah, it's very satisfying. Um, As as you were talking about your sister, one of your sisters being very pragmatic, and obviously, Mm -hmm. if she's a corporate attorney, that couldn't sound more like. Oh, yep. Doesn't get much more not yeah. what you do
1: than that. She did not get the like the emotional download yeah. from in the Matrix. Like, what about your like, other sister? She's like, I don't need that. My other sister's like me. We're yeah. just we just cry over everything. We're mm-hmm. <laughs> we just get yep. we both sit there and get really choked up at the same time about pretty much everything. <sighs> um so yeah. So so that's she's my other sister's a typical middle child, you know.
0: And were you the? I mean, are were you the typical baby? And I don't even know what the typical baby is. Is it like the typical baby gets away with more?
1: The typical baby. I definitely got away with a gets lot more, more attention. I got a. I got away with a lot more. I didn't get more attention <laughs> because I because nobody was really like my parents were very distracted by whatever was happening in their minds. Yeah. But I I definitely was able to get away with a lot and was very independent and very outgoing like we're just really i i often describe myself as a um extroverted Mm shut-in where i'm i need so much like alone time but i'm also you know i'm getting more shy as i get older but but was not a shy kid you know i was um you know, I always wanted, I was like, look, look at me. <laughs> so many, please. Please oh God, look won't at me. someone look at me? You look at look, me? Look, I'm sick, everyone. Again. <laughs> I'm doing Charlie Chaplin. Oh, so, you know. Well like,
0: then, so how does, so what was your social circle like? Like when you were in high school, what was your, what was your high school like?
1: Really eclectic. I, I, I didn't fit. I moved. Okay. So I moved to Boston, just outside Boston to this very uptight Pristine. And you were 15, you said? That yeah. That seems like a tough time 14. to move to a totally different yeah. city, for high sure. School, all of high school. Um, I moved to Wellesley, Massachusetts, which if anybody of your listeners that sounds knows Wellesley, it's it sounds in, they call very, it Wellesley because everything yeah. in Wellesley is just swell. Ooh. And it's this really affluent... Um, like I said, very white, homogenous. What drew your mom there? What did she? My do? mother went to Wellesley College when okay. she was. You so know, it's an all women's, <clears throat> all women's. God, I couldn't. Sort of there. Yeah,
0: it's so that's those sort of old school East Coast things. I just can't mm. even relate to. Like I, I just. Where are you from again? From in? Arizona. Oh, Arizona, so it's right? So yeah. The so the opposite. Different. Like I have so such. I have such a, a weird. I've talked about it on the podcast before, but like such a specific cinematic
1: idea yes. of like what true. that would be like. And we moved from Syracuse, New York, which is basically like a hick. City. It's like there's a university there, uh-huh. which is what, the only thing that brings culture to it. Otherwise, it's like wings, <laughs> hot, <laughs> hot wings, wings, and monster truck shows. Great. And so I moved moved to Boston because my mom, after the divorce, my mom went back to school and got her, she was a Latin teacher, and she went back, got her master's in marketing, sales marketing or something like that. She went to computers. She got a job at a big computer firm, and she was like, I'm going to go live in Boston, you can come with me or you can stay in crappy Syracuse. <laughs> and even at then, I was like, this place a dump. Get me yeah. out of here. So I went with my mom, and we lived in an apartment, which anybody in Wellesley would be like, there's apartments in Wellesley? <laughs> um, For the gardening <laughs> staff of the school. Yeah. Um, and so I went to the Wellesley Public School, which only 30% of the town actually goes to. And I... I had such a hard time when I got there because I didn't fit into any of these very clear cliques. Like where Mm. I was from was just kind of generally trashy and everybody tried their hand at sports, but mostly smoked pot and drank beer. (laughs) And that pretty much covered my entire, all like 400 people at my old high school. But here it was like, I... I was really into the Smiths and Susie and the Banshees. And I like what I'm hearing. And, I like what I'm hearing. And I, but I wasn't unhappy. Like, I wasn't an angry, angry person who wanted to, I wasn't into, like, questioning authority necessarily. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I was a good kid. I just loved that music, and I loved hanging out in Harvard Square. And, like, I... Did you dress like you liked that yes, music? Yes, yes, absolutely. And <clears throat> I pierced my ears up to here, and mm-hmm. I... Would temporary die, temporarily dye my hair black, yeah. but not permanent, and um, I just loved it. But I, I, and I wore a lot of eyeliner. But I yeah. was not, I wasn't angry. I wasn't dark. Mm-hmm. Um, so that group at that high school, they were like cutters, you know? What I mean? Yeah, like it was like super dark. Yeah, and then and then there was the athletes. I couldn't. I could barely walk. Um, and then there was, it was just like every, then there was like the really smart kids and I could not keep up cause I was from a really crappy high school and I just, um, I just I just, I didn't, I had like one friend in each group mm-hmm. and it wasn't until my senior year that I, my group of friends was this really eclectic group of randoms. Mm hmm. And they were my people, and I. I I was so sad that it took me halfway through my junior year into my, you know, to really settle into like an actual handful of people. And honestly, that they were it. Like these seven friends of mine, you know, five of them rode skateboards, basically. That that was, you know, yeah that was them and it, it they were the only ones like it was such a ridiculously homogenized high school. It's so funny when you hear the, yeah, the, the, the
0: fact that like there's that much of a cliche of, of clicks happening. Cause I do feel like, <clears throat> I mean, I, there was that at my school, but I think I feel like you too. I kind of feel like, I don't think that I was lacking. I I mean, I had more friends through high school I don't think I was lacking in friendships, but I don't feel like I had a, like a, like a group of people. I had a lot Mm -hmm. of friends that went to different schools that I had known for one reason or another. Mm -hmm. I was a very one-on-one kid. I was like, yeah, I have this friend. That friend doesn't know any of these other friends. I have this friend that I see. I just, that's what I understood. And I know that's because I was an only child who had split parents who never remarried. So it was Mm. always like me and my dad or me and my mom. So I just understood that dynamic. But it was, yeah, I felt like I was sort of like i I would have you know I had a best girlfriend, and we would sort of like dip a toe into the kind of like more hardcore punk rock like mm-hmm. I mean we definitely were like up to no good, but um but it, it didn't feel like a fit it didn't it wasn't exactly right, and it was the it same. Can. I never had a big group of people that it felt like a fit, and it did kind of for me too turn into that like towards the end of junior year, it just feels like. I don't know. A handful of people found each other, and yeah. then we kind of were like, "Oh, I guess this is this is us." Like but- this, these will be the people at this birthday party. But up until then, it would be like, "I'm going to a birthday party where I'll all know three people, and mm-hmm. everyone else I won't know." Right. And every party was and like, "They'll that. all
1: know each other," and
0: they'll all know each other. Yeah.
1: Same. Interesting. It, because I didn't. I I would buy into the person, but not their everything that they, that came with it. Yeah. You know. I
0: I think I also just felt uncomfortable. I've probably said this before too. Like, I, I both envy and um, skirt gr- social groups like that. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you, like, for example, just to jump way ahead, where you, you were come out of the groundlings? Yeah. That's an example of a place that I always sort of looked longingly at, but mm-hmm. also made a very conscious choice. Like, I don't know, I just hear that it's very, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not saying I still hear that, but uh-huh.
1: when
0: I first moved here, I was like, I don't know, it just seems like such a, like a like an incestuous family of people mm. who are competitive with one another, and mm. they all, and everybody it, knows each I other. Think and da, where, da, and I think yeah. there was a time where it definitely was that,
1: yeah. I, before, Which is, but that's not fair to say because like so many different generations came through well, that before were so I different. Went there, the, you know. The, I guess your listeners must know that Groundlings, or maybe they don't. Groundlings is a sketch comedy improv theater. Yeah. But but before I went there, I heard it was a really miserable, yeah. Time, I think I probably was. I was probably hearing about the same time that
0: you were hearing about before you went in there.
1: I would go on auditions and casting directors would say, oh, I used to work there or something. Is it still psychotic? Does everybody hate each other? And I was like, oh, my God, it couldn't be more. Oh, that's so good. Not that. so good. But I guess there was a time. Yeah. But um, I think
0: it's open. So even even with. Like, even being wrong about that or even, you know, like even the UCB community is wonderful and very loving, I think. Mm-hmm. it's. I mean, I think, of course, there's competition. Of course, there's broken pieces to any, you know, kind of machine, if you will. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> other than, like, my college theater department, which I left school, like, my, my first university that I went to... Um, I loved how incestuous that was for mm-hmm. a very brief period of time. Brief. And then I had, and then I left, I, yeah. I left that school altogether. Cause I just yeah. got like claustrophobic. Just, it,
1: yeah. It can expand you after a while. And yeah. I think that's, I, I realized that as I was describing high school and saying, I had one friend from this group and one friend from this group and one, and then, you know, having a party was really anxiety making because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen if I bring like the, you know, exactly boozers in with the like brainiacs. I, you know, yeah. it's just sort of like I had this very compartmentalized, um, John Hughes way of yeah, seeing the world I could, back I can real, but I can really <laughs> relate
0: to that. I mean, I can relate to, and I think I'll go a step further and say, it, and I'm not proud of this, but as an only child, I probably also didn't want to share my friendships in the same, like I probably liked having the one-on-one mm-hmm. because it also meant like whatever intimacy was shared there, You know, I think it took me longer to get to a place where I felt safe. And I feel uncomfortable admitting this because I'm not proud of it. But I think I I felt unsafe sharing girl friendships, Mm -hmm. especially girls, Mm -hmm. that I just didn't like I didn't like the idea that you know I could be friends with three girls and that Mm -hmm. at some point those three girls might make the decision to go off and do something without me I think I just really didn't want to feel like I could be left out in that way for some reason there Mm -hmm. must be
1: some psychological reason for that
0: well because if it's one-on-one then you never have to worry about that did you have
1: the perfunctory like did you your best friend dump you in sixth grade oh please absolutely right so for sure I think we're
0: we're like they all just don't talk to you for whatever reason (laughs) they just decide they all turn against you
1: yeah and you're just there's no worse feeling in the world and i think after that you're you really are probably protected in some way but i what i was going to say is that even now i don't have all my friends in one group anymore i have you know i'm i'm planning a wedding right now and i'm sitting here like freaking out going how do i bring all these people into one space yeah for you know four days without going like like the codependent like micromanaging of, <laughs> I have know. to take care are of them having, at this event for myself a good time I know they that's my friend and I know they say fuck every other word and right <laughs> you know
0: it's so good though I, that's <laughs> going to be a really beautiful wedding because it's going to be it's it is going to be the sort of cross-section of like great different energies speaking mm-hmm. of energy you
1: know and i trust it now i mean that yeah. is the thing is like everybody's adults even if you have it even if you don't like half the people there which i can't imagine that you could be friends with someone and hate half the people at a for sure but, um but you know i i think uh that is yeah leave everybody to deal with deal with themselves you know
0: but they're gonna. Everybody's gonna be just fine. Yeah. What about um, boys? How did that factor in? How did you do? Oh with my god, the gents? I was
1: so boy crazy. Mm-hmm. Simultaneously, um, was not good at. You know, I wasn't like I wasn't slutty. I wasn't even. I was really uncomfortable with that part.
0: And who were the, but, you know, because you're talking about, like, where does where do the crushes come in in these, like, in the motley assortment of, like, random With everybody. People?
1: Everybody. I mean, I can remember my first, I remember in fourth grade, like, the first crush that was just crushed. Like, I was like, oh, this is why they call it a crush. I am crushed under this weight of wanting <clears throat> this boy's attention so badly. And the way I went about getting it, <laughs> I was a little bit of a tomboy. And, um... Not that I was like I said athletic. I had no athletic prowess, but I was, um, I was kind of tough. Um, I wasn't girly, put it that way. And so I kept telling this kid the way I'd flirt with him. is I kept telling him, I was going to fight him. You know, like I want to beat you up. And, I get it. And I would, I would just constantly taunt in a way that all it was was trying to like. It's basically an icebreaker, like. If we were at a cocktail party, it's like going to somebody and being like,
0: Oh, nice Listen, shirt. Gilbert you know? Blythe tugged on <laughs> Anne of Green Gables uh red hair and called her carrots because he <laughs> liked her, so you were buff threatening to beat people
1: up. I was and I and so I kept pushing that bit so much that <laughs> I said, you know, like in 1 week it's going to happen you know in 5 days it's going to happen Ooh, you 3 did a days countdown it, yeah it was i had to i was committed you know yeah. this is my this is my way and what i thought was going to happen is we were going to go onto the playground and we were and i was we were going to fight cuz i kept saying you know we're going to fight on the playground <laughs> wait you really thought you were going to fight yeah we weren't going to fight okay. what was going to happen is i get him out there alone and then he kisses me or he Ooh, tells like me this fantasy. i like you or we hold hands or we just yeah. like I don't know whatever fourth graders do, and and I was like, oh, that that's what will happen. All I, all I'm doing is setting the stage for getting us out <laughs> out of the classroom. I'm doing us both a favor. <laughs> <laughs> this is like such yeah product of divorce fantasy life oh, but god. um i know no kidding right <laughs> oh my god it's so telling that's so perfect that your
0: parents had like a fighty bad unpleasant marriage and you were like listen this is how relationships yeah. work you i'm just, like, just gonna fight this kid literally <laughs> um that's amazing. and so
1: it came the day and uh, i said you know were was, you like what am i gonna wear for, for oh, like, fight yeah. slash kiss I day? i was so nervous because i was just like this is it this is the moment you built it up and so I said, you know, we should we should um we'll go outside after lunch and you know, I'd been saying this in front of a whole classroom that didn't occur <laughs> to me that the whole classroom yep. was going to like show up oh and watch the showdown. Yeah. So this poor kid, Brandon, is like He's a boy like he can't get his ass kicked by a girl. Right. So we're out there like facing off, you know, in the playground oh, where abandoned. I think he's just going to be like kind of like jokingly be like, "Ah, he socks me oh. so fucking hard in the stomach." <laughs> oh no. He hauls off and punches me oh, in the solar plexus, knocks the wind out of me. Oh no. I'm writhing on the ground. <laughs> oh, no! Like, holding back tears oh, no. because he like flattened me what else is he gonna do i mean what is he gonna do let me like win yeah. and uh it's an impossible situation he flipped the tables we go from that day on he flirted so hard with me and i wanted oh. nothing to do with him <gasps> I, I didn't was, see this part of the story I coming no i was like just like that when he he when he like asserted himself as man and yeah you know yeah i was no longer interested <laughs> i was like I mean, he did i mean nope. you had a pretty negative
0: physical association i did i was
1: like this guy just punched me in the stomach i want i would. it like i just thought for me it, it was the least manly thing he could he have done to do that's for sure no like lou skywalker would not have done that i don't know why he did that this is
0: but it is classic like I mean, there could have been like a a chapter of men are from Mars, women are from (laughs) Venus, right? In fourth grade right there. Like, why didn't he understand what I wanted him to do? He didn't behave in the way I secretly wanted him to, even though I behaved in the opposite way.
1: It was so, yeah. He didn't. He didn't read my mind, which is how the thing he? that we always are complaining how
0: about. How dare? How dare he not read your mind when women complain that a full-grown man can't read their exactly. minds either? I am going to do the unprofessional thing that I frequently do, which is I forgot to get out my book so that we can play a game of mash. Oh, okay, this is going to blow your mind because it blows mine. That it has been an hour that we've been talking oh, already. This is like the fastest hour in wow. the history of. Podcasting, except for Jimmy Parrow's podcast, because that's like what he says about his podcast. Hold on. Um, does my dog have to go Can you wait? I can't tell if my dog has to go outside. And put. I'm going to pause this, guys. Okay, update on as soon as I let the dog out, um, this gentleman who we'll call Douglas because that's his name was not excited because now his buddy's gone. So now he's starting to make some noise. Are you thirsty? Are you going to drink that sparkling water? I don't think you should. I can give you some water though in a second. All right, let's get into this game of mash. Um, I'm excited. to. I think I need to start with boys because mm-hmm. we were just talking about um, your various crushes and that you had a, a good assortment of people that you were interested in. So I'm interested to see if there's some kind of eclectic crew of three that you can put together of uh, all due respect to your fiance. Mm-hmm. We are living in an imaginary world at this time. Oh, sure. Uh, of three guys that you would like to marry, live with. Um, Are we talking like? I think it's most fun for the listener if it's like a a, a character or a celebrity that, watch out.
1: Like a real person.
0: He just singed his, um, <laughs> What he just singed his whiskers. Your,
1: Don't. Your kitten is learning physics oh, right yay, now.
0: Yeah. He actually singed his whiskers. Like
1: a mouth to the flame.
0: Um, they're, a cur- they're curled singed whiskers. Okay.
1: Oh, look at that he did. He I singed know. his brows. Don't be dumb. Um, okay, three men. Oh, this is hard. Uh, and I'm going to extend to you. Can one be a you, character and I, not the All actor? three can. You, okay. Whatever
0: you want. Whatever you want. Yeah, it could be that you love Liam Neeson, the
1: actor, but you also love Brad Pitt's character in blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, it has to be Don Draper, is like Ooh. for sure, but, he oh, but is he's such danger. A
0: crap I like, know, like I would, you're picking a guy will probably cheat no, on
1: you. Oh, yo, he will. I, I am I picking like a soulmate, like long-term soulmate? Eh, you or pick picking, whoever you want. Or you pick? Am I picking like the triggers, like the ones that? Make Ooh, you go? I like that.
0: Well, you know what? Let's. If you feel like you've got some uh, different options, I invite you to pick triggers in one category
1: and soulmates in another. Okay, so triggers would be Don Draper. Yeah. Another trigger who I don't think I could live with because I think he'd be such a buzzkill. Yeah. is, you know, Mr. Darcy. And we'll a- give you some triggers. Yeah, version. these
0: are like some triggers that you can enjoy,
1: get out of your system, and then yeah. move on to your. In the any version of Pride and Prejudice, um, only only that version.
0: Wait, which one? The Colin, the Colin Firth, Colin yeah. Firth. I know, man, man. It's, um, he's one of those people. I felt the same way about. Um, Clive Owen, when I, when I had not seen him do anything, but mm-hmm. other people were like, Oh, what a dream boat. I was like, I don't see it. And then you see him in action and mm-hmm. it is a whole different kettle of fish.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Don Draper, Mr. Fish. Darcy. Love this list.
1: Uh, okay. So those are like, don't date, don't get, you know, yeah, I need not, one more not long like that. term. Okay. So one more trouble, one more trouble, trouble would be, <sighs> Who is it that just makes me go, "Oh dear Lord"? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh God. Um, I'm trying to think of who those people would be for me. Because I, there are those people that just make you go, "What? Yeah." Um, ooh, Dound I don't Reap know. Such a
0: good one. Who knew that he would like get that 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 John Ham would like be have the finger on the pulse accidentally of like gay <laughs> like, men and straight women everywhere? I
1: know of of embody
0: everything it's that so you really crazy. need to stay away yeah. from forever. Remember like the old days when that person was like
1: Christian Slater and Heather's? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh Those yeah. My God, that guy used to undo me. Oh, but you were just reminded me Which, of something by the way, I in I that could. era. I mean. Yeah, there were so many. God, I had so many hardcore crushes. But I guess um, I don't know, like Jeff Tweedy and Wilco. Like I think yep. he is the funniest. Yeah. Yep. yep. I, I don't just think he's a genius musician. I yeah. think he is so funny. He is so funny and funny. Oh, men. we want him for Sketchfest. Bad.
0: <laughs> I'm putting him in here. It's perfect.
1: <laughs> he's a good. He's, he he rounds that out. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to speed. Tough, tough to date though. And no disrespect to his yeah. wife, who's um, a great gal. Uh, so what do we move? Let's move on to soulmates. Oh, soulmates. Well, I gotta say, I, I, did you watch the last season of Downton? Of course I did. Okay, so my dear. <laughs> of course I did. So, you know, what's his ass? <laughs> Wait, which <laughs> so one, good. Matthew? Matthew? Uh, yeah. No. He's Matthew. Great. Matthew. Who? Why? Matthew,
0: why? So much ridiculous drama happens on that show. I know, guys. This is a major
1: spoiler alert. I don't know. Should I not should even spoil it? it? Yeah. Okay. Because it is so Let's just major. say this. Why? 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 It's yeah. enough to turn you off
0: of the show. It's unnecessary. It, it, Unless yeah. a certain someone had a certain reason that something like it was just had to be that way for real life reasons.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I would respect that certain someone if the real life reason was like, I want to spend more time with my, you know, child with a wooden leg. But if it's, I want to go do movies, then I go, boo. I say boo. You're not. It's too soon. Too soon. Too soon. soon."
0: Yeah. Why? 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 It makes me like not excited for the next season. Yeah. It makes me like, well, fuck all of you. Yeah. Right. I I don't I just am so long. I'm sure everyone I mean Mm -hmm. I'm sure everyone feels that way Mm -hmm. I'm really unhappy Um, Um, okay okay, so so. Matthew from Downton Abbey (laughs) (laughs) well you know I mean he's uh, so uh, loyal what's their last
1: name? Crawley Crawley Uh, let's see who else Um, you know I think like (laughs) some weird version of (laughs) so not this but like kind of a Paul risery mad about you vibe. Like your best, like it's your best friend. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, that doesn't work really either. So I'm going to go with, um, who do I feel like embodies some of that? Like judge of, I get it. I totally love best friend, but also has some like percolating sensuality. Um, a good question yeah I feel like yeah there's like a
0: there's gotta be like a young uh, almost like it could be almost yeah like a character like a um like a Paul Rudd kind of a character oh, and perfect something, right perfect okay. yeah
1: yeah yeah like he's a good one I just yeah that guy but like minus the I could totally see him just like lighting his farts or something like that I'd be like <laughs> i like, no, no, you don't get to do that. The more polished
0: version of a Paul Rudd character who doesn't yeah. light his farts. Yeah. Good call. Really good call. That's where you draw the line. It's Listen, we all have a line to draw. Yours is in lighting farts. Um, what about, I like the idea that maybe he could fart around you, but not, as long as he doesn't light him. Um, yeah,
1: but I even want to start that role with Paul Rudd. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sorry, guy. Because I could just see Paul Rudd really mm. abusing that sorry guy
0: (laughs) um okay so we just need one more and and not elk let's see
1: uh um like good marriage relationship like mm, this is i'm gonna think of 150 people when i leave i know it's it's always it's on the spot it's like the old days of going into a video
0: store and being like what did i want to see yeah i had like a list
1: maybe musician sure sure like a like a sting, like a, like a uh, someone who showers just like a little more. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but you get it. Like a uh, just somebody. Oh, you know who? Like a like a like a. I want like a young this what am i doing I this person is this 150 years old like i was gonna say like a young henry fonda like a like a i get that though yeah i totally get that somebody who's just got like sort of Could that be a young paternally young henry fonda. sexy paternal yeah but super waspy
0: uh-huh, uh-huh uh-huh you know yeah i think that's a i, I mean that's very easy to picture um mm. And I'm a hundred percent on board with it. Just being young Henry Fonda. I mean, who says it
1: has to be someone <laughs> in the current time? It could be anybody. It's so random. I'm telling you, I've got so many hardcore crushes on that I can't. I can't believe I'm not even accessing any of them right now.
0: Well, speaking of musicians, um, I like the idea of
1: like if you could be in a band.
0: Mm-hmm. Give me three bands that like you would like to have been. Oh, in. that I could
1: like join. Yeah. Well, Wilco yeah. for sure. Got it. Uh. And then I would have to say, <laughs> I think I would get real tired real quick of these guys, but like, and <laughs> in the magnetic zeros. Oh, okay, sure. I just seem a little bit too like caravan and right. dancing barefoot. And but what an a experience. Lot, like you could leave any time. A lot of tempeh. You could leave any time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a lot of tempeh.
1: You would come to loathe tempeh. Um, I think, uh, Let's see another band that you could just join and you just, go. it could be a band that's not around anymore. It could be like you were in Susie and the Banshees oh. for
0: a New York minute.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. You're blowing my mind here. Okay. Like, I mean, I think it would have to be like the police or something. Yeah. You know I
0: mean? Ooh, I love that. That would be amazing. Cause they were really, really on the full, like on the, that sort of precipice of like shit got awesome yeah. and like 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 punk but somehow grown up in yeah. a way that was so attractive and it wasn't like you're spitting off stage but like there's still an edge to you but you're like very 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 smart and very musically talented right right What a great band what a great band i couldn't be more on board for that um all right let's do three you know what now that we're talking about jumping around in eras mm-hmm. let's do three eras. i'm not talking about like you know beware because you could get the plague this is imaginary so if there's something romantic about about a time period Mm -hmm. that where you're not talking about the downside you're Mm -hmm. just talking about the upside what would you uh what would you like
1: i really do love that like edwardian turn of the century Mm -hmm. kind Mm -hmm. of thing like late 1890s is that edwardian right i think so that seems right
0: right before the right before uh, the jane austen yeah time yeah
1: yeah um turn of the century yeah i love it okay um i really oh oh (laughs) um i kind of i kind of turned on because we're so not that anymore but but there's that feeling of where we're always trying to get that thing back of that pure 1950s sure super pure wholesomeness sure i think it would be sort of like a um, Pleasantville
0: movie, yeah, 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 yeah. But I totally mean, of course, it.
1: in this version, I want to live in, like, you know, at the Jersey Shore with the white gloves Great. and actually, <laughs> the I'm the quite glad that you said that. So I'm putting you at the Jersey Shore.
0: <laughs> Where do you see yourself in in the? In the, in the we're you talking about Jane Austen. Are we talking about you yeah. in England? Yeah. Okay. Let's put you in context. Yeah. Um, okay. England. Uh, uh, Douglas is playing with your shoes, which is funny because okay. there are no shoelaces there's on no your shoes, on even though shoes. there's a suggestion of shoelaces and it feels like he's wishing that there were shoelaces <laughs> oh for him God. to play with. Okay. What's number three?
1: Um, and number three would be. Um, I think it would have to be sort of, I, th- I feel like everybody would say the, The Roaring Twenties, but... There's a reason. There is a reason. They were roaring. Um, They were. Yeah, women could smoke, right? Oh, you Uh, know what it would be? I want to be like during the French like Dadaism. Yeah, love it. Is that 1930s? Like 30s France. Paris in the...
0: Paris, perfect. Yeah. That would be an extraordinary time yeah um okay what about three occupations they don't have to be related to anything we've already discussed but just three different things that might be kind of a fun whimsical like things for you to do if you weren't doing what you do
1: oh right okay um we were i was just having a conversation with somebody we're like i could see you being a prosecuting attorney and i was like you know it's funny like there's a lot of actors that i feel like would be great prosecuting attorneys um but, I, but somebody said to me, what would you be And I, if you couldn't be an actress? And I was like, probably a therapist. Mm-hmm. Like, I I've thought that like about that myself. Would, totally would, agree. But I don't know if I would love it. So so when you I say... I threw that one in as an option. Okay. But now you have two or more. Okay, so two more. Am I overthinking this Mash? No, that's what's beautiful
0: about mash is that it's a weird... It, oh, it cracks open some like weird moments. I'm glad that Douglas is now making his incredibly attention-seeking noises now. <laughs>
1: And clambering all over you, bless your heart. Um, I think. Okay, so let's see other occupations. Um, I think it would be a trip to like work in politics. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Does that mean that you're a politician,
0: or does it mean that you're like a like a press secretary or like a you're like i just a, a reporter i don't that know i think politics. i i think
1: i'm like yeah. thinking the fantasies just like uh-huh. just mm-hmm. being at capitol hill and yep. running around and being in the know on the inside yeah and that just it. sounds so exhausting to me
0: it is it does sound exhausting side note um do you, have you watched house of cards the netflix original mm. series my fiance's but i haven't i'm like
1: obsessed with it
0: <laughs> <laughs> i i cracked that open and watched it in like a sitting all, however many episodes all there right, were. I'm going to try it. I'm I try. found it to be wildly, wildly entertaining. I okay, really, really enjoyed that. it. Um, okay, so the world of
1: politics. Um, What's your last one? Uh, she's like, these are all things that w- always sounded cool to me when I was a kid, but now, like, professors, like, the world of academia just sounds horrible. But it was a different time then. Yeah, like, well, that's that's what students- it gets to be your, your fantasy version, your novel yeah, version. Yeah, so I guess my... Okay, so I guess he, these are my these are my career fantasies. Then, um, I run a retreat center <laughs> somewhere in Big Sur. I like what I'm hearing. Okay, so that's my fantasy. One fantasy. Um, I oh I I become a professional in the art of like a psychic medium. Okay, great, great,
0: <laughs> great. Read uh, that energy.
1: Read it and. Uh, shit, like, let like, astrologer. Like, that would be cool. Right. Right. Um, okay. How about,
0: um, you wrote a book? I mean, it's not, uh-huh. it's like a, a book that you, like, three books that you love that you're like, oh my God, what if I had written that? Mm-hmm. Like, what if I was capable of writing
1: that? Oh. Oh, boy. Okay. My, I guess my very favorite book that mm. I just wish I could but I find very inspirational is is Salinger's nine stories Mm, like yeah just
0: it's a beautiful book god it's been years since I read that
1: love um I'm trying to I'm going to my Rolodex of of things you know you hmm 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 trying to think like what have i even read lately that it made me go oh god that was so good. yeah
0: it's hard for me i kind of it's it's kind of what we were talking about like i couldn't i can i can't go back the yeah i couldn't tell you what i did for the last 12 years but i could tell you like i know the books that just rocked my world and just like broke my heart in the best way when i was like in high school or even younger yeah like but Anne don't Lamott that does thing. that for me which and, one
1: Anne lamont oh that for god me. yes and you know oh. when I'm writing, I read her book Bird by Bird. I like read one chapter, yeah. and oh, you know what I just read finally that just blew my mind, blew my mind. And you're gonna laugh, but White Oleander.
0: Oh, I, I only know that as like as the a, movie this that they movie, made it movie which into. apparently
1: is not very good. But the book, am I putting this down is, right now? White Oleander. I think you have to because Might as well, it's jumped into your mind. It's very woman specific. Teaches at U- USC, I think. Yeah. My friend is a, is a um, to, is uh, going back to school to get her master's in writing, and this woman teaches, and she has her students do things like go and watch a sunset, go go and th- figure out a place to sit, and you have to go there like seven times a day, every day for wow. a week. So you're there at like nine a.m., Ooh. eleven a.m., three, you know, p.m., five p.m., seven p.m. <laughs> like it's exhausting. But you just have to go and focus on light, or you go and focus on the color, or you like she said, This is your journal, and you will never say the word red ever again. And I now, after reading White Oleander, I know exactly what she means because the description Ooh. in that book is so, um, it's you, yeah, tactile. That
0: sounds to it's, me a little bit like the way. Dylan Thomas, like, uh, describes things in his poetry. Mm. Like, you, you like using other words to describe something you would never think to use. Right. And you read and it you and you can get it. taste it. It's yeah. so
1: visceral and so special. Yes. Love it. Yeah. Okay, White Olander, fantastic. It is. Like, it, there's so much drama happening in that yeah. book. By the way, do you ever, have you read, because I know if you said that
0: about Anne Lamott, have you ever read um, Louise Erdrich?
1: Mm-mm. I have
0: not. It might be interesting for you if okay. you like if you like Anne Lamott. Okay, dookie. So it might be a good crossover or Barbara Kingsolver. Do you ever read
1: her? Oh yeah, my, I mean, that's my sister. My sister Becca's favorite oh, all time. I love her so much. She is okay. wonderful. Um, What's your third one? Uh, my third one would be. You know who I like so much right now, and she's just popping into my head. And if you ask me tomorrow, I might say completely different people. But yeah, is um is uh. What's her name? Miranda July. Oh God, I'm such a fan. I'm such a fan of hers. I'm such a fan. That, that book that she just had, it chooses you where she goes through the nickel saver and goes and meets those people and them. I haven't them. read it.
0: I've not read it. The last thing I saw of hers or was exposed to other than her last film was the, the sculptures that she had at the Pacific design center. Did you see those? I didn't. I'll show you pictures on my phone. Um, I'm such a fan of hers. Even the stuff of hers that I don't respond to, I still respect and I'm a yeah. fan of.
1: Yeah, I just think she's so brave and um, I agree. I, I just love what she, but you should read It Chooses You because it's- I'm um, putting It Chooses You down here. It makes you cry because she just goes to people who don't have internet and really are selling things for $10, $15, $5, yeah. beanie babies, you know, yeah. on, in the nickel saver. that's how you're you know there's no craigslist oh my god and so she finds these very remote people who are kind of off the grid if you think about it this actually brings me to we'll do our final one which Mm -hmm.
0: is um the cat is like instead of being more calm he has become more crazy like (laughs) everything he can play with he's playing with the pen the pen chewing on my bracelet can he play with his book can he go like what else is there can i play with this plant can i play with this plant um But speaking of Miranda July, uh, three women, because we talked about kind of friendships through time, Mm -hmm. whether it's a Jane Austen, whether it's someone like that, um, could be from any time period, but three Mm -hmm. women that you wish could be like your, could be my
1: friend. Yeah. Great question. Really great question. Thank you. I feel like it might've come from a listener. Um, I don't know. Either Thelma or Louise. (laughs) <laughs> great
0: I mean I can put the, if you want to if you want to use up two of the three with Thelma and Louise yeah, I will put them both on here let's
1: let's put them as like you know I, uh, they're both very redeeming personalities so um, there'll be one okay uh, and then two and three let's go uh, Michaela come on you can do this there's so many women that you're I you know. just are like if I could borrow them I know what mine would be what I'm a fucker. Oh yeah, I'm so. Have you read
0: her journal? Oh, I have Gila. not. She because she wrote the screenplay for the adapted screenplay for um, *Sense and Sensibility*. Mm-hmm. She wrote there's a there. You can buy the screenplay, but there's a journal of the shoot that she kept and really? published. Wow. You will be like, why is she not in this room with us right now? Oh. She is my favorite person in the world. I don't know her. <laughs> I know that that's like a, a not the right thing to do. You're not supposed to decide that you. I mean, you, listen, it's weird, but mm-hmm. then I'm saying that about her. But just reading that, you're like, oh god, mm-hmm. you're the most wonderful in the world. Mm-hmm. Probably in the way that some people respond to Nora Ephron. I don't necessarily respond in quite the same way, although I very much like Nora Ephron. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that thing. Like, there's a there's a there's one day. Like, just little moments where, like, she's ta- she's talking about different stuff during the shoot. And then one day she's like, today is a day where I just couldn't seem to stop eating. I just needed to eat everything. And it's like, <laughs> yes! Those days! Those days we you're like, there's no rhyme or reason for this. I'm eating everything all day. That's what's happening. Like, I'm living at the craft service table. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, she's totally. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, okay, so
1: Thelma and Louise. Um... Well, just because they're so cool, I always like those like sort of strong. I just love women who are just strong and got their shit together. Got it. And it. I, I don't know why I'm blinking because there's so many. I think, but I just, you know, I mean, half of like Alice and Janie's characters. You know what I oh, mean? Like God, Just, yeah. pe- just women who are just oh. s- like self possessed and I know. think I would
0: like to put Allison Janney character on here because <laughs> that's a very apt description
1: um, and, it, and it embodies I mean I don't know her so she you know she could be she could be wreck I think crackers, she's pretty great from but, what I hear she's pretty great yeah but just uh yeah like I mean I feel like Oprah would come with so much baggage but right. you know but if you're down and you like call Oprah, it's true. She'll say the right thing. Listen, I think it's a great <laughs> choice.
0: I mean, it's kind of the choice, right? Um, don't bite the microphone, buddy. Yes, oh, guys, or, I will take like, a picture of the kitten like, so you Marianne can see what it looks
1: like. Marianne Williamson, if she was your pal, you know, yeah. she would always have that. Unless she's great... like,
0: oh, I spend all day making people feel better. <laughs> yeah,
1: she's like, what about me? Give this me this water. Is what I have.
0: Thelma <laughs> Louise, Alice and Janney character, Oprah. Oprah. Do you want to sub out with Marianne Williamson? I think you should uh-uh. stick with Oprah. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me when to
1: stop okay
0: stop okay. okay guys i'm putting this on pause you know how this works i love when things somehow make sense um not all of i mean it, I'm, i can't say that all of this does but there's some interesting there's just a couple of interesting things that happened in here it actually overall is pretty crazy but um there were just the last two the last two that came together i was like interesting um where do I start first I want to say that I can- I hope you write a book about your experiences um being in the police because <laughs> I just can't imagine that that wouldn't be like a really amazing experience <laughs> just the fights the, the brilliance oh, yeah. the musicology the jealousies the jealousies <laughs> Oh, what a great experience must have had being a member of that band. Um, it's probably something that you talk a lot about with your best friend slash friends, film and Louise.
1: Oh, my girls.
0: You and the girls. I know you really won on that one because you got two. Well, I need them
1: because, you know, the police is a lot of...
0: It's a lot of drama. You got to be able to get some estrogen yeah. in there mm-hmm. and get through it. Plus, mm-hmm. it's got to be intense because as a psychic, you are really... <laughs> intuiting so much too yeah. so it's, it's the stuff that's happening under the surface not even just like what the guys are saying but right. also what they're feeling oh, it's a full, um, boat, full boat in
1: my head there it's yeah.
0: very full boat one of the only ways to really kind of let it out is to write a book like It Chooses You which of course you did <laughs> um, so I want to congratulate you for that um, with all of this going on it's hard to imagine how you're going to have this tempestuous affair with Don Draper well in the 1950s Jersey Shore. Whoa. Before you settle down in a nice house with a young Henry Fonda. Oh. Those three to me make sense somehow. Yeah. It makes sense that Don Draper is the guy that mm-hmm. you have the affair with instead in that time period. I mean, come on. Could mm-hmm. that have worked out better? Mm-hmm. And then in that time period, Henry Fonda was young Henry Fonda.
1: I, I'm. Is it wrong that I'm a little excited about this? No, you're very, very right. <laughs> you're so right.
0: It's a very interesting mix. It the is. idea that you're going to be, pursue a career in psychic re in ni- the 1950s on the Jersey Shore, it's kind of easy to picture. It's like maybe you're working out of your house. Mm-hmm. These like 1950s oh housewives God. are coming to you
1: like, is he cheating if on I me? Could, if I could just like, yeah, just like while away the afternoon smoking and oh, drinking scotch oh, and like... what we're talking about. Like lying around naked with Don Draper and then... When that gets real, like crazy time, learning, <laughs> yep. then, you know, settle you just on settle on in with like a real, like, guy, just a real stand up guy. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you <laughs> like, get both. Who knows? Like Henry Fonda could just. Like, have, like
0: Henry Fonda, I know it's so The
1: 16 year old in the <laughs> bathtub. <laughs>
0: I certainly hope he didn't. <laughs> Michaela, this has been a complete pleasure. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. I'm so you. excited that Paul Gilmartin, of all people that could have introduced us, it's f- surprising that it would be Paul because we have so many like girlfriends in I common. Know. I love that it ended up being Paul. Being
1: Paul. Being Bless Paul, him. yeah. He's good for something. He's great for everything.
0: Um, guys, I welcome you to weigh in with uh, any questions or comments on our various uh, social media
1: thank you you for uh, having me
0: thank you for coming thanks for putting up with the smell of cat shit um (laughs) the devil's tower the dog pushing his slimy bone in your face that's not a metaphor (laughs) it was just an actual toy and the cat attacking probably all every part of you at some point during the podcast um that's how we like to do it here at the jv club look at how he's all falling asleep now yep his timing is
1: impeccable we've blurred him
0: all right guys I hope we haven't bored you. I bid you good (laughs) night. As always, the JV Club theme song is Before We Were Brittle, courtesy of the amazing Say Hi. Now
1: leaving Nerdist.com.